Welcome to the spirit world. Answering your questions on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. And now your hosts, Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Well, hello there, and welcome to the spirit world. I am Debbie Giorgiani with religious demonologist and co-host Adam Bly, and this is your show, The Spirit World, where we discuss angels, demons, and everything in between. So we expect you to call us, and um, because this is our monthly mailbag open forum show, and Adam, it is going to be very active, very fast. We're going to get to a lot of calls, a lot of your emails that you have sent in over the past couple months, and also your comments that are coming in um, currently as we are doing this show. We are live today, so we, we would like your call at 877 877- Seven five seven nine four two four. But Adam, as always, we begin with the St. Michael prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay, so this is, uh, we are live today. This is our monthly mailbag open forum, Spirit World. And uh, we are heard on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. So we're so grateful to all the affiliates that are picking up our show. We do expect your phone calls, though, and you can ask about angels, demons, anything that's going on in the world today. And we know that there's a lot. Uh, it just seems like this world is getting crazier by the minute. Um, 877-757. 9424 877-757-9424 and when we do these monthly mailbag open forum shows Adam we do a, a little catechesis in the beginning and then we and then we go right to the phones right to the emails right to the comments okay and it's kind of fast it's like a rapid fire type uh, of addressing addressing all these comments and questions and hopefully you will uh, learn something today, folks. So thank you so much for embracing the spirit world. Do not forget to like us on Facebook. There is so much coming on Facebook. We've got articles and resources and the past shows, everything. Taylor Van Nest, our producer, is doing a fine job making sure that our social media is covered. So you got to like us on Facebook at the Spirit World Podcast. Okay, so Adam, um, let's go dive right in. we got to talk about this first because it's happening right now the satan convention in uh boston please uh tell us what we need to know about this sure so there's a couple things here um first off we need to calm down so don't don't feel like the world's going to end or you know the devil's going to jump out of a volcano and take over the earth or anything dramatic this kind of stuff has been going on forever uh it's just not normally done in such a public way so we don't need to think this is a, a brand new dawning of, you know, problems and evil. It's not. Uh, secondly, we want to recognize that, that the group that's putting this on directly says they don't believe in any supernatural beings. They don't believe in an actual Satan. They don't believe in God. They're essentially, I think, what they're describing is a secular humanist kind of philosophy. Now, they've adopted the figure of Satan in their philosophical system because they kind of don't meet the definition of a religion, I think, because a religion, part of the definition is belief in a supernatural being that you give 
worship or reverence to. So it's more of a philosophy. But I think it's maybe useful for people to be reminded of the nature of this figure that they've borrowed from Judeo Christianity that they've borrowed from the Bible. So I wanted to just briefly, before we start getting into calls, go over what is the nature of Satan from a Christian perspective, because the word, the name Satan is taken from the Bible. It's taken from a Judeo-Christian context. So uh, if there's any place to define it, that that's where it's coming from. So let's run through six brief places where we can learn about the nature of Satan. So we can start at John 8:44. Uh, Satan was a murderer from the beginning. There is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, and he is the father of lies. Now, I'm paraphrasing these, okay? And you can find nuances of translation depending on where you go. So the, the first part of his nature, he's a murderer and a liar. Number two, we could go to John 10.10. 10. Uh, the devil comes as a thief to steal and kill. And, and here's Jesus speaking, I come that they may have life and have it to the full. So here we see the difference between Satan and Jesus. Jesus comes to steal, uh, Satan comes to steal and kill. Jesus comes to bring life and to have it to the full, which is probably a reference to heaven, uh, that, that complete full life that we yearn for with God. So that's a second trait of Satan is that he steals and kills. Third one, we can go to 1 Peter 5, 8, 9. Uh, we've heard this one before, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. So here we see he is seeking to interact with people to devour them, to destroy them. He's not bringing anything good. Number four, we can look at Revelations uh, 21 through 6. Here's a description of the devil being bound in chains and thrown into the abyss by the holy angels in order to stop deceiving the nations. So here we see that part of his nature is to deceive the nations. He's not just tempting individuals. He is deceiving the nations. He's lying to whole groups of people. Okay, number five, we go to Job 1, 6 through 12, and we can see here that he is a mere creature. He's not a god. He is an angel that has fallen, and he needs permission from God to do everything that he does. And even in, in that dialogue between him and God, there's a, depending on the translation, again, God says, you may not even lay a finger on Job in that initial permission to start messing with his property. So we see that he's a mere creature. He's not a God. And then finally, number six in 1 John 3 to 8, we see that he was a sinner from the beginning. And the reason the Son of God, Jesus, appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. So we see here that there's a reference to sin and that he was a sinner from the beginning. So from the beginning of, of his time, he has been a sinner, he still is, and Jesus came specifically to destroy his works. So I think, Deb, when we take these, um, these, these scriptures, we get a sense that this is not a figure that brings enlightenment, this is not a figure that brings anything good, uh, he doesn't bring freedom. If anything, you're going to share in his being cast out and bound. Uh, he looks to destroy and kill. He, he's not bringing good from a Judeo-Christian perspective. The word Satan is associated with these things. It's not associated with anything good. So I, I know we all have a sense Satan is bad. Everybody kind of understands that. But I think it was maybe good to unpack what do we mean by that? What does the Judeo-Christian system uh, say about Satan? Did you want to share a little bit in your exorcism ministry that you uh, do on a weekly basis? Um any uh, encounter with Satan? 
Well, yeah, as as I mentioned before, um, I've encountered him three times. Uh, once was pretty extensive. It was it was uh, all three times were in cases, but one was pretty extensive in the sense that it was multiple days of, of many hours long uh, exorcisms. And, you know, in that case, I was um, I was the only person that was restraining that day, gently holding the person so they don't hurt others or themselves. And it essentially was a was alternating between him trying to tempt me to give up on the case. Now, remember, I'm a lay person. I'm not an exorcist, but he was very much focused on me, perhaps because of the books and the training of priests and all of that. He really doesn't like me, which is great. You want that. That's like getting a star from the teacher. Um so he alternated between, uh, you know, physically attacking uh, me and then trying to tempt me, bargaining, offering various things in exchange for giving up on the case and letting him have a hold on that person. And the reference, um, the reason he was fighting so hard for it, one, he just wanted uh, apparently to, to have a personal encounter. Uh, with me, and he also was very interested in in winning that case because he said the person was going to do such great damage to his kingdom because of the gifts God had given them and the job God had uh, put them here to do in life uh, were being thwarted by his uh, interference, and so he didn't want to lose that. Now, I can tell you that uh, my experience of him is that he is a limited creature. Jesus is in charge. Jesus limited him in terms of his physical strength and, and his ability to interact because, you know, if Jesus didn't, I, I wouldn't have been able to withstand that because any of these fallen angels, when they're in a body, are, are very physically strong, more, more than a person would be. So God limited all that and made it possible to survive that encounter physically without being damaged or hurt in any way. Um, you know, a little sore, but that was about it. And I can tell you that... Um, yeah, he does offer false things. He offers things that aren't going to be good for you in the end. Uh, you know, things that might be indulgent, but ultimately uh, destroy you. You know, if we think of people overindulging in things or we think of uh, people not thinking of consequences and more acting like a child in life, he seems to be kind of in that realm in terms of tempting. So uh, he is certainly not a nice figure. Um, he's not pleasant. There's nothing nice about him or pleasant about the, him. He knows what he is. All the mm -hmm. demons do. They know they are fallen creatures. They know they are evil. They know we should resist them mm -hmm. when they're honest, and they are honest during the exorcisms. They know that they are horrible and that we should resist them. So he's not deluded about that, but he does like to delude others into thinking he's the good guy. That was interesting. Thank you for sharing, Adam. Uh, when we um, come back, um, we're going to get to Michael and Diana and Debbie and the others. If you'd like to join this growing list of callers, this is our monthly mailbag open forum show here on The Spirit World. Here is the number. In fact, put this number um, on your refrigerator because you might want it every Saturday at 877-757-9424. Please join us. Are you feeling lost in a sea of overwhelm? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Many people find themselves challenged with overwhelm. Too many things to take care of, 
too many people to please, too much work to do. And in spite of their best efforts, they continue to fall behind with this overwhelm coming in like a flood. But that's not the abundant life that Jesus wants you to live. That's why Stand Tall Today has experienced professional coaches that will assist you in dialing down that overwhelm. They'll help you get a grasp on where you are and create a plan that enables you to take bite-sized steps of action so you can live an abundant life. Why not take your first step right now? Go to StandTallToday.com and find a coach that is just right for you. Because life is simply too short to stay lost in a sea of overwhelm. This is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. The new evangelization announced by John Paul the Great is to convert the baptized, the sacramentalized, not the evangelized, and the many Christians at risk in our hostile culture. The decree on the laity tells us that we are to evangelize, sanctify, penetrate, and perfect the temporal order. In other words, by virtue of our baptism, we are missionaries sent to witness to the gospel in practical ways through our marriages, our openness to life, the way we conduct our businesses, the way we go to school, entertain ourselves through our political expression, and the way that we live out there. Is there enough evidence to convict us of being Christians? Let us tighten up our ships through conversion and repentance, through frequent use of the sacraments, and through a daily encounter with our living Lord Jesus Christ. Only then can we fulfill the missionary call on each of our lives and truly be part of the new evangelization. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power. Purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. Thank you so much for joining us here on The Spirit World. This is our monthly mailbag open forum show. We do this once a month, so if you would like to send uh, comments or questions in for next month's uh, mailbag open forum, please do so. We are gathering them right now at uh, tsw at grnonline.com. Dot com. So TSW stands for the Spirit World at GRN because we're produced by Guadalupe Radio Network, GRNonline.com. And thanks to all the EWTN affiliates that are picking up the show. You are calling in because we're getting calls from all around the country, Adam. So as promised, I know we're going to talk more about the Satan Convention that's happening right now in the Boston Archdiocese and, and what we can do by way of prayer because I know I, I believe there's like 50 churches in the Archdiocese that are getting gathering with Eucharistic adoration, prayer, the rosary. So we'll talk more about that, Adam. But as promised, we're going to move to the phones. And so first up on the spirit world is Michael uh, from Yakima, Washington, listening on Sacred Heart Radio. Michael, thank you so much for being first up on the spirit world and welcome. Thank you. So what's your question? Oh, so the question is, and I, I'm actually on my way to Mass, so I'm headed out of here in a couple minutes, and I'll have to listen to this later if that's okay. okay. Who's your sure. guest? As Adam? Adam Bly, we are the co-host. Adam Bly is a religious Bly. demonologist okay. and paratus in exorcism ministry. Okay. Great. I want to 
catch up on some of his work. But so the question is, and I'm going to have to, like I said, I'll have to catch up to listen to this answer <laughs> in a bit. Uh, sure. The question is, can you talk about the, the inquiries about the book, um, The Course in Miracles, mm-hmm. which is a New Age book. And uh, the question is, you know, how dangerous is that for people, mm-hmm. Christians especially, to uh, read that book and use that as their primary source of spiritual development? Okay, so I believe you're you're referring to Marianne Williamson's book, a, a, a Basic Course in Miracles, and there's various uh, versions of it, um, and it, it and some groups get together and go through this. Michael, real quickly, is that what yeah. you're referring to? Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. and you know, and and I guess she's gained um, some notoriety because she's running for, um, she's not, she wants to be a um, go for the presidency in 2024. Um, yeah, yeah, Marianne Williamson, that's the same that. author. Um, it's, it is very new age, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, I would stay away from it, completely away from it. It has that, that, all that, uh, you know, power of, of positive thinking in a way that you can bring the outcome. Um, you can, you can manipulate the outcome of things by the way you conduct yourself, by the way you order yourself. It is very self, um, um, focused. And Adam, you may want to speak about that. I know Michael's going to mass. Don't forget, Michael, to pray for all the spirit world listeners, if you would do that for us. But Adam, real quickly, he, okay. Michael's, Michael's still with us. Um, do you want to comment on that? It is, it is definitely New Age, and I would stay far away from it. Yeah, it's definitely um, a New Age book in the sense that it's very Gnostic. It's very much about you can be a god. And it's the, you know, trying to give the person the illusion that they're in control of the universe. So in, in that sense, it's very satanic. Uh, and, and it leads to making yourself a god in your own kind of spiritual life and system. It's kind of the source of, if you've heard of the movie The Secret, which got a lot of attention, uh, it, it's, you know, it's kind of the source that that was drawn from. And, yeah, very dangerous, um, not approved you know, by the church at all and has no doubt harmed a lot of people. I would stay away from it. Okay. Thank you, Michael. And, you know, let me just share something about uh, the author, Marianne Williamson. She's gaining a lot of popularity because she is trying to uh, go for the presidency in 2024. And because of that, people are Googling her name. People are picking up uh, the idea that she is, um, you know, this kind of new age guru, if you will. Um, and she has these works out there. So unfortunately, you know, here she's trying to do something really good by by wanting to become, you know, she's trying to become the next president of the United States, which is great. But because of that, people are naturally curious. And so they're going to trip um, uh, onto a lot of her work that is going to take them off uh, the godly path. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, and and also could do a lot of harm to people because, you know, the book isn't just about her thoughts on miracles. It's it's uh, supposed locutions and, and visits from, you know, a figure that claimed to be Jesus and giving kind of a, a new Bible, a new interpretation of That's the right. Bible and, mm-hmm. and essentially a whole new religion. And so especially for people that aren't formed, uh, on the surface, the New Age can sound really good. It's it's when you have really dug into it that it becomes more clear um, just how dangerous it is. And, you know, this kind of stuff, in, in the long run, the fruits of it are not good. A lot of this came out in the 60s. It never went anywhere or produced any really good fruits, it seems, in society or, or hearing about people genuinely being helped mm-hmm. by this stuff. Uh, it sure. tends to derail people. 
Well, and the thing about it is, is I mean, let's face it. I mean, she's probably, it's a long shot. She's probably not going to win, right? Um, mm. She's a 9% in the polls. But because her name is out there floating every day in the news, people are naturally going to say, hmm, who is she? And now, you know, see, and, and, and that's another way that I believe that the, the evil one very easily has access to us. Because we start out with a good intention, wanting to learn about somebody, a possible candidate that we might want to vote for, right? And yet we're going off the path. So that's why, folks, we've got to stay alert. We've got to be very aware of what's going on behind the scenes. Okay, let's go back to the phones, and we're going to go to... We're going fast now today, folks. You asked for it. You said, can the spirit world move a little quicker through the calls? Because we got a lot of calls. Well, yes, this is why we save it for our monthly open forum mailbag show. So let's go next to Greg. And uh, Greg is in, uh, I believe, Darien, Connecticut, listening on Sirius XM 130. Did I get your city correct, Greg? Yes, you did, Debbie. Um, And uh, I listen all the time to Take Two and a lot of the shows. But uh, you mentioned that this was going to be on Saturday. and I look forward to listening Mm -hmm. to that. And um, I've called a couple of times on your show. But, Debbie, um, so uh, is it Father... um, it's Adam Bly. No, he's not. Okay. Yes, Adam Bly. He's not a priest, so, uh, but yeah, go ahead. He's not a priest. But um, so, Debbie, as I mentioned to the um, call screener, um, this is mo- almost like more of in your field with angels. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I lost my sister, sadly, 12 years ago. And um, at that time, I have two other sisters who one of them said that they had heard through a friend or some other friend that she had, that they had um, experiences with um, finding a coin that was associated with with the loss of of a family member, and um, Mm -hmm. especially a dime. So uh, now my kids at the time were at um, Sacred Heart University in Fairfield, and um, so we, we went up there, and we were, Camille and I were taking the kids out for lunch, and we mentioned, you know, we heard this funny thing, and what do you think? And all of that. So we were in this, um, uh, like a sandwich shop, and um, we're uh, buying a sandwich and a soda. And uh, we give them the money, uh, you know, the dollars that they were asking for. And um, the uh, the man at the counter said, I hope you don't mind, but all I have are dimes. So we, <laughs> we got in, in change, you know, all of these you know, sure. like, like several dollars in dimes. We're, we're standing there with dimes in our hands just after mm-hmm. we had been talking about it. Now, your crawl screener just asked me if, um, you know, how often this has happened. And so it's happened over the years on a kind of regular basis, and mm-hmm. um, usually when we need our spirits uplifted. Um, sure. But just recently I was taking my mom, who's um, 93, Eileen, to um, her doctor's appointment, and um, we had missed the appointment. We were like 20 minutes late or something. Mm-hmm. We had to reschedule, and we were feeling kind of down. And we were coming down on the elevator, and when the elevator opened um, on the carpet in front of us, and, and the lobby is full of people, mm-hmm. there's a dime on the carpet. Right. So we were like, oh, Allison, you know. <laughs> so right. my question is, are we I, – I have heard that coins can be associated to angels, Mm-hmm. So if uh, my sister's name was Allison, so we were like, is Allison, is, is this a good thing, first of all, 
um, because we have only right. had it in good times. You know, it's uplifting. I understand. And we yeah. don't really read into it. But, right. you know, what yeah. do you think? Uh, Okay, so I like how you said that at the very end. Yeah, we don't really read into it. So that was really good how you how you said that, Greg. So let me let me share a couple things. Yeah. Um, first of all, I studied angels for many years, and oh, I think Greg might have just dropped off. So he's going to listen. Okay, so Greg, if you uh, listen in uh, to the answer, we're not going to get to go back to Greg, uh, but I'll let you comment, Adam. Um, uh, over the years, um, I've studied angels for over 13 years, and there there really aren't any experts in angels. The closest uh, the closest expert would be Saint Thomas Aquinas. Okay, in the Summa, uh, writing about um, you know the, the the arguments you know for or against certain elements of the angels. Okay, and. And so with that, I want to just state this. The new angels are across the board. Every faith, every belief system, everybody somehow has some element of of an angelic um, uh, being in their in their philosophy, in their thoughts of of their of their belief system. Okay. So having said that, the angels have been used in various ways. The new agers have picked up the angels. Um, there's things about coins. There's things about, um, you know, different butterflies, different ladybugs. I mean, I've heard everything numbers. If, if certain numbers show up on your, on your, um, your, your phone, then, then there's angel watching over you and all that kind of stuff. Here's the problem with it. Now, I, I know, Adam, and Greg makes a really good point, that during the, these, this, um, the elements of the dimes and something showing up comes when they're really um, super low about having, you know, experiencing a loss or something like that. And so it, it lifts their spirit. So, so on the surface, you would say, that's a really good thing, right, Adam? That's a really good thing. So... The one thing I would say, though, is, and then some people always point to St. Therese of Lisieux, and they say, well, people have gotten flowers, you know, people have gotten flowers from St. Therese being involved in their life. And that, and that is, you know, that is true. Uh, and those are all private encounters, private revelations, but it, it, okay, that is true. Here's what I would say. Yes, the angels are very active. Yes, the angels are very present. Yes, the angels want to comfort and console. The problem is when you start limiting them to this idea that they're going to drop um, a tangible message or a sign you the natural tendency for for human beings is to start to look for that start to um, say okay well I'm feeling low I need a sign I'm feeling sad I need a sign oh that was a sign that was a sign that was a sign when you get to that level it is very dangerous because it tell me if I'm right or wrong Adam um, that could also be the demons tricking you. But Adam, you. hold that, hold that mm-hmm. thought because you see mm-hmm. them. I see I cut Adam right off because we've got the music. And when we, you're going to have to wait. I'm going to keep you guys in suspense because Adam will have the final comment on Greg's call. But thank you, Greg. Great uh, scenario. Great question. And um, hopefully you are listening. Thanks for calling in to the spirit world. Up next is Diana and Debbie and Harold and the others. Please join them.
Have you heard about life coaching? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Coaching is one of the things Jesus did with his disciples. Whenever they were stuck, overwhelmed, or even struggling a bit, Jesus asked questions that brought clarity and hope. He then used ongoing conversations that helps them to navigate the path and completely change their lives. Just like the disciples, we too can find ourselves feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and struggling a bit. Maybe you need help in your marriage or with a parenting issue, you're navigating a loss, you want to improve your health, or advance your career. At StandTallToday.com, our experienced coaches will help you to take another look at life, renew your hope, get past those challenges, and step into living abundantly. You can find out more about coaching and schedule a free introductory call by visiting us at StandTallToday.com. Listen, life is too short to stay stuck. Contact us at StandTallToday.com. Often unbelievers have a hard time reconciling the doctrine of hell with an all-good God. In fact, I've talked to Catholics who struggle with this. So what can we say to help? Well, first, the punishment of hell is not a kind of vengeance inflicted by God from without, but follows from the nature of sin. All those in hell choose it, and God's respect of man's free will doesn't contradict his goodness. Furthermore, it belongs to God's goodness to make a distinction between loyal and disloyal subjects, and to give their just deserts. What kind of a God would he be if he gave the same reward, heaven, to those who refuse to love him as to those who love him. He wouldn't be a good God. For these reasons, the doctrine of hell is not incompatible with God's goodness. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. Okay, that was totally hilarious. you got to keep a sense of humor, folks, in this crazy world. So I asked Adam to comment on what I shared with our caller, Greg. And then I said, no, Adam, don't speak. We're going to a little break there. So, Adam, please forgive me. And please, uh, what, what, did you, what were your thoughts about what I shared with Greg? Yeah, I totally agree, Deb. And the other thing we need to remember is something in psychology we call confirmation bias. So... You know, when we're looking for something, like let's say we prime ourselves by, I don't know, uh, thinking about dogs, and, and we're really focused on that, and then we go through our day, you know, if images or a mention of a dog happens here or there, and it would normally just, you know, be lost to the day among the 10,000 other things that we experience that day, but if we're primed for that and we're looking for it, or, you know, we've had that experience before, and so uh, we react strongly, we tend to ascribe more meaning to that uh, than just the random, you know, nature of life. I mean, there's change everywhere. There's going to be dimes everywhere. You're, you're going to come across them. And if you're primed to find them meaningful, you're going to zoom in on that and really emphasize that experience. And yes, Deb, ultimately it leads to uh, pursuing signs, which can be dangerous because the more you pursue signs and the more you think 
that these uh, preternatural or supernatural, you're presuming perhaps, manifestations are the way God communicates with us, the more reliant you become on them for your happiness and stability. So it's it's just better find God in the sacraments, find God in the living word of God in the Bible, um, you know, find God in your prayer life, but don't look for these kind of random signs to find meaning. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I kept our listeners in suspense because that was an excellent answer. Oh, that was thank fabulous. You. Yeah, that thank was you. fabulous. Um, what, for our listeners, um, why don't you give the definition of the real definition? Because I know it's used loosely, preternatural and supernatural for our listeners. Sure. So supernatural means something above nature. So the the word super is above. So the only thing that is above nature is God. So when we talk about miracles, those are supernatural events. They're above nature and they're something only God can do. Uh, The devil and the demons cannot do supernatural things because they are not the creator. Preternatural essentially means beside nature, so it means outside of nature but not above it. So when we talk about demonic manifestations, which, you know, these tricks uh, that they try to make us think that they're angels or God, or, you know, sometimes they're being honest what they are, anything that they do is preternatural. They can't create an apple out of thin air, but they can move an apple from one location to another and make it seem like they created one. So preternatural, they can't do miracles, only God can. And supernatural, that's just God stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to get back to the phones, but we have an interesting situation developing here, and we want to serve our spirit world listeners. So we are heard on the affiliates at EWTN, on the Catholic, uh, the EWTN radio, um, and, and the affiliates pick up the, the, uh, the show from EWTN, Adam. So we have calls from all over the country. Um, and we're not even going to get to, I can just tell you right now, we're not going to get to all the emails that everybody's been waiting for. So uh, tell us, folks, um, and we're, we'll have a team meeting on this. Maybe email us, tsw at grnonline.com. Let us know if you'd like to if you'd like us to split it up up on the monthly shows and we'll do one dedicated mailbag show where we won't take any calls and one open forum that's all calls because it's not fair because everybody's trying to send in their their comments of whether they're going to call or email in and we want to address everything and some of our emails have go all the way back to January so um, tell us what you think when you when you email us but let's get to the um, the phones and we are going to go to Debbie, and Debbie is in uh, Maryland, in the great state of Maryland, on Sirius XM 130. Hello, Debbie. Thank you for waiting, and welcome to the spirit world. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, and I will be very brief. I have had an issue uh, several years this has been going on, and it just happened again yesterday. I can be having, uh, I can be in prayer, which it usually is, or having a conversation that I really need to um, just focus on. And I have a little black gnat that appears literally out of nowhere. I was just sitting yesterday at a white dining room table on my computer reading something for the, something in particular religious, and a little black gnat appears. And I'm just wondering if um, anyone has run across that or or could give me any input on that? Well, um, no, not 
I mean, I have run across things with insects, but in the context of much more serious overall demonic problems. So like a demonic infestation of a house, which is way beyond what you're describing. I'm not saying that that's a sign of a demonic infestation. Um, if it's just a single gnat, number one, I wouldn't worry about it because it's just a gnat. So, you know, squish it or shoo it outside if you want to save its life, but don't worry about it. Um, secondly, of course, you want to you want to rule out that, you know, maybe there's a, a fruit bowl nearby and, and there's some gnats in the house. And, you know, you want to rule out the mundane. That's always the first place you go with these things before you go to the spiritual. Um, and then, yeah, like with a lot of these things, if it's really minor, just don't pay it any mind and move on. Don't, you know, don't allow that to distract you from what you're doing. Um, you know, and if, and if it's a mundane problem, take care of it. But, you know, that's so minor that I, I wouldn't allow that to uh, disturb your peace. It's just so random and so clear, and it comes from nowhere. So I always go to the demonic constantly, and there is never anything around. There's never a plant. I've, I've, I've checked all of that every time it's been, even at a restaurant, it could happen. Mm-hmm. And, and no, and no, per, and no perfume, Debbie, no perfume no. you're wearing that's drawing the net. No. Okay. No. Okay. No. Let me just jump, jump in here real quickly. Cause I actually have heard of this a couple of times, Adam. And, and let me share something, uh, Debbie, uh, what I would say, this is just a suggestion. I would definitely, um, uh, bless yourself with holy water just to make sure, but I wouldn't go initially to the demonic because that's what they want you to do. That's what they want you to focus oh, on. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, as so actually, yep. As distract. Exactly, Debbie. So what I would do if it were me, if this were happening, God forbid, I would, um, I would actually ask your guardian angel to, to, um, to really just help you stay focused in prayer. What do you think, Adam? Does that sound good? Yeah. And you know, if it is demonic boy, that's, yeah, that's a pretty pathetic demon if if that's the extent of what they're doing is is making a gnat appear so don't let that spook you remember you know fallen angels are around they're around they tempt us it, it's not unusual that they're around and if that's the extent of the manifestation i don't think it is i i suspect it's it's random and you're, you're noticing it but even if it is that is extremely minor so i i wouldn't let that phase you like deb said do what you need to do don't pay it a second second thought because uh, the devil wants to take credit for every little thing in our lives that's, that's negative. Right. He wants to be the center of your life. Don't let him be the center of your life. Mm, it, interesting it, spin it, on it. Interesting spin, yeah. Yeah, so so don't, don't think that way. Just uh, move on and do what you need to do. Does that help, okay. Debbie? It certainly does. Thank you so much. I appreciate you even acknowledging it. It's hard to describe to anyone else, so I, I appreciate okay. that. Thank oh, you no, so you, much. Yes, and keep listening. Like us on Facebook and maybe call us again, okay? Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was actually a really good call, and I'm glad that Debbie uh, shared it because I actually have heard of of it before, similar uh, in, in, in other things. So let's go back to the phones, um, and we're going to go to, oh, Brian, next in Niagara Falls, New York, um, listening on our friends at the Station of the Cross. Hello, Brian. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Adam. Uh, I spoke to you a couple of months ago mm-hmm. uh, yes. before you WTN picked you up. Mm-hmm. And um, my question is, uh, there is alcoholism in both sides of the family, my wife and mine. Uh, one sibling 
in particular, we feel is a functional alcoholic. And is there prayers that we can say for his, uh, this individual's um, deliverance from this addiction? And uh, occasionally we do have a glass of wine ourselves. And is there a prayer we can say um, before we consume that in case there's been a curse placed upon the wine? Mm. Okay. Um, so, you know, alcoholism is a little complicated in the sense that for some people there's a genetic component to it. Um, you know, a lot of times it runs in family and it's more socially engendered in each generation by the previous generation and all of that. However, I've also seen somebody delivered from alcoholism as a byproduct of deliverance prayer. We weren't even specifically praying about that, but the person was freed of it spontaneously, and they were also freed of smoking a little bit later. So I've seen people freed of it because God can heal anything. And alcoholism is certainly a tendency to poison the body. It's a dis, you know it's a disordered situation. So um, the mass is the most powerful prayer we have. So mass intentions at the mass when they say your private intentions, pray for this person. And um, I would also just you know say a decade of the rosary or a rosary for them periodically, and basically leave it at that. Um, in terms of deliverance prayers, that's something they need to ask for. So they need to be approaching, ideally, their priest and maybe get involved in a group at the parish if there is one uh, and, and, you know, go to the priest on a regular basis and, and see if uh, that's helpful to you. Um, does that help at all? Well, yes, but unfortunately, this individual uh, has fallen away from the practice of a faith also. Okay. All right. So, so raised Catholic, but away, far away from it right now. Right. So, again, make that your prayer at Mass, that they receive the grace to come back to the church and also the grace to stop drinking. Now, don't be super fearful of just drinking a glass of wine. The reason we say Mass before we, uh, sorry, the reason mm -hmm. we say grace before we consume food, thinking about too many things, uh, is partly because we don't know, you know, what was done to that food or where it came from before. So, you know, you can informally say grace before you consume anything if you wish, but don't don't make it be kind of a paranoid thing where you assume things are cursed. That That's an unusual thing, and usually that's very limited to situations where somebody involved in black magic is directly trying to harm somebody. So don't just presume that wine is cursed. Um, you no. know, a, a balanced amount of, of wine is fine. If you have a alcoholism in your family or your own history, then, yeah, stay away from it entirely. But, you know, a little bit is fine. What do you think, Deb? I totally agree. And again, you know, sh shift the mindset, shift the focus. Stay, stay in a in a in a godly perspective. Don't don't. And not that you're doing this, but don't always go to the negative And try to to always do. We always say this in life coaching. Do the next right thing, the next right godly thing. So stay in that mindset, especially while this world is spinning out of control, Brian. And 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 believe me, it's getting worse by the second. I believe. So we really have to stay focused debbie uh but my con just my concern was that satanists placing a curse like on a whole shipment of uh cocaine or marijuana like a tractor sure. trailer load sure. of spirit you mm -hmm. know um and that not to say spirits but i mean uh alcohol it's put right. a curse on it to entice people into 
a substance abuse well, and addiction. So, Well, but Brian, let me share something with you real quickly. I'm sure, and Adam, tell me if I'm right or wrong on this, but I've done a lot of reading on this. Um, there's curses being placed all over the place on items, on, on food, on uh, foreign objects, on all sorts of things. Um, even stuff that, that appears to be religious is coming in with curses um, uh, on them. And so we just, we, we pray, we stay focused. Like Adam said, grace before meals. We know God is in charge and we we trust we trust in god because otherwise we would be we would be in our our homes and we would never leave our homes and we would we wouldn't even uh buy anything or or anything you see what i'm saying brian so we've ha- we have to yeah. know how to navigate yeah. this world right and, okay. and thank you so much and i just want to say uh a group of us are getting together today and tomorrow and we did yesterday to pray against what's going on in boston and i encourage everyone else to do so as well Beautiful, beautiful, and that's another thing too. Is you know the say those uh, the Satanic Temple and that convention, they want to gain the media attention. They want us to to uh, confront them. And the best way to counter this, I believe, Adam, and you have shared this with me many times, is through prayer. We have to get on our knees and pray, right, Adam? Yeah, and pray for their conversion. Don't think of it as a fight. You know, there is no fight between the devil and God. He's a mere creature. Pray for their conversion because these poor people, honestly, like we have worked with Satanists in the exorcism ministry that have come out of that world. And what I mean by that is like real Satanists that are actual devil worshipers. Um, You know, the suffering they go through, the torment uh, that they go through once they're possessed is just awful. And these poor people have no idea what they're flirting with. You know, uh, they may find out if they end up getting involved in real devil worship. So you need to pray for them in charity. These are misguided people uh, that are that are being taken down, uh, whether they realize it or not. So, yeah, pray for their conversion. Yes, and thank the group that you're praying with today, Brian. We appreciate it. Thanks for the call, and have a beautiful weekend. God bless you. Okay, we're going to go next to Harold, and Harold is in Alexandria, Virginia, and is waiting so patiently on Sirius XM 130. Hello, Harold. Hey, how are you? Great. How are you? Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Are you ready for my question? Absolutely. We're waiting. Oh, great, great. Hey, uh, earlier, uh, Adam, you stated that uh, uh, Satan was... Uh, evil from the beginning. My question was, he was a creature that was uh, created by God. So how could he have been created evil in the sense that God does not create anything evil? Uh, you know, so I'm just confused. Right. So he was created with free will. So... He- All the angels were created with free will, and before the beatific vision, before God revealed himself to them directly, they were allowed to exercise their free will and either choose to obey and serve God or reject that and choose to disobey God and not serve. And so in that sense, from the beginning, because our best understanding, it's not completely revealed in Scripture, is that this was before physical creation started. So when we say the beginning, we basically mean from the beginning of, you know, the creation story. It was probably in the first moment of the creation of the spiritual. They were given free will. They chose. Two-thirds said yes. They received the vision of God. The one-third that said no, led by Satan, were cast down to earth. So in that sense, from the beginning. But he wasn't created with an inclination to evil. 
he was created with free will, just like we have free will. Now, we have a bit of an inclination to evil because original sin taints creation since the fall of Adam and Eve, but we're not created inherently evil. And he wasn't created inherently evil. He just had free will. And the side effect of free will is some people will reject God. Does that help, Harold? It does. It does. Thank you for clearing it up. I was just a bit confused because it's understanding that God doesn't create anything that's evil, but thanks for explaining the, the free will aspect of the angel. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, you, Harold, and, and thank you for listening and calling into the spirit world. We hope to hear from you again. Have a beautiful weekend. Okay, we're going to go to Richard. Richard's in Destin, Florida, uh, first-time caller, and we're excited to have him on the show. Welcome, Richard. Hey there. I just hey wanted there. to comment... <laughs> I just wanted to comment, first-time listener, I'm a cradle Catholic, and wow, I am just so impressed with you guys and your knowledge. Um, I I came in when folks were talking about angels and stuff, and as far as I know, I've always prayed to Jesus. He's always supplied, never not supplied. So anything that glitters outside, you know, turning to anything but Jesus, to me, it sounds like a waste of time. I know there's angels. I've never depended on them. I've never looked to them for answers. And I've always been, you know, I've always gotten God's answers because Jesus is all we need, right? Well, absolutely, Richard, but but let me share something that just kind of expands your view of this, okay? So just just work with me on this for a moment. Um, uh, First of all, we, we serve a God that loves participation and cooperation, Okay, we we do. We serve a God that loves that. He doesn't he doesn't need us. He wants us to cooperate. Right. So Mary's like like the Blessed Mother's. Yes. Right. Brought brought Jesus into the world. Right. So he loves that cooperation. And the the angels were created for Christ and through Christ. Why did he feel the need to bring the angels into um, our lives? And why do you, Richard, have a guardian angel? Just go to Psalm 91. Why do you have a, a guardian angel that is so matched to your personality by God himself? Why is that? Why do you, why do you need that if, 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 if all you're going to is Jesus himself, which you should be, right? Why? Because God knows well, we're gonna, God knows we're gonna be up against things, Richard. And He loves participation. He loves a family. He loves cooperation. We 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 as Catholics use the term the 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 mystical body of Christ. We're all connected. We all have a role. Okay, and it's through our free will and and the act of our will that we enter into that participation. So everything. Um, all of the angels, um, mission, everything they do in our lives, everything they do in this world, it all comes from the Holy Spirit, which is God, which is the Trinity. So, so there is, there's not, there isn't a conflict by adding to the family. There's, there's sometimes, um, you know, such, there's such a, uh, what? I'm sorry. Did, did you, did you share something, Richard? I did. I did. Am I still on the air? Yes, yeah. you're still on the air. I, I okay, you made a comment. Yeah. I just wanted to hear your comment real quick. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I just always look to Jesus Christ and God. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, the, you know, the first commandment. You know, I shall not have false gods before me. So I'm very, very sensitive, very careful to look to anything as idolatry 
that could be before him. God right. is good. His, yeah, if we trip, he will say, you know, help us to Absolutely. Fall, stop us from falling by the angels. And if we're if we're not strong in our faith, sure, he'll provide another a, a little road, you know, and angels help. But they will never, never take the place of Jesus that they're made a- by God. Abs- they're created abso- beings, right? Abs- so absolutely. They're not, but, they're not that powerful. Yeah. Right. But, but absolutely. But all I'm trying to get you to kind of maybe look at and and possibly have a bigger view is that it all it all comes from God and all works for God. So so it's it's not it's not something that's chipping away at your your uh, b- belief in the one true God at all. It actually enhances. What help me out with this a little bit, Adam? Because you see where I'm going with this. The God, our God is an ex, is a very big God. Adam? Yeah, yeah. And you can see this in Scripture, of course. You know, we, and I don't have time to unpack it right now, but there's a number of places in Scripture where the holy angels uh, would assist, you know, prophets at the time would uh, intervene in terms of spiritual warfare against the demonic. There's, of course, St. Michael uh, and his role of casting Satan and the other angels, you know, out of heaven at the beginning, and he's going to play a role at the end. You know, there's Jesus telling, don't shoo the children away from me. Their angels are before my Father in heaven. So, you know, the angels play a role in creation. We're, we would never say you worship them, and angels would never want you to worship them. They they only point towards God. That's but right. in the same way that you are assisted by your priest in your parish, who helps you in your spiritual life, in a similar way, you are assisted by angels. Now, angels are not priests, but you are assisted by them as part of the church, and so you're assisted by angels, you're assisted by your pastor, your priest, and your parish. Uh, we are not isolated, as Deb said. We, we are a family, you know. So it, certainly we, we're not saying and never would say that you worship angels or rely on them. Uh, it's Jesus sending his angels to do things in some cases. You, you don't even need to really pay it any mind in a sense. You could go through your entire life yeah. and, and solely focus mm-hmm. on Jesus, but mm-hmm. scripturally exactly. we see that he uses angels in some cases. So, right. you know, it, it's just, that's the way God wants to do it, and, and that's... And, and, and thank that's God it. he's got, he, thank God he has a backup, because he's, he's such a good God, you know, what father wouldn't have a backup? Okay, if you're not going to do this, and you're not going to do that, maybe I'll try that with, you know, I think uh, a long time ago I heard that, you know, from mm-hmm the Baptist that, you know, God is the hound dog of heaven because he's always nipping at your heels. He never lets us alone, you know. <laughs> well, we, we, have a ver- we have a very loving yeah. and, and merciful uh, God, and, and thank you, Richard, so very much for that call. We're not going to get to Diana and Janet and the others. We're going to ask Carol and Tim if you'll uh, pick up their questions for the future mailbag show. That would be great. Uh, but we're getting ready to uh, wrap up this amazing monthly um, open forum here at the Spirit World. For Adam Bly. I'm Debbie Giorgiani, and until next Saturday, have a beautiful and blessed week. We'll see you real soon.